0: Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. That's right, all that is within me. I'm going to, uh, I'm only going to preach about fifteen minutes, and then I'm going to open it up for questions about faith. Faith, praise God, and uh, come up with some hard ones. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Hebrews eleven one Faith, 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 faith. Hallelujah. And it says now faith. Faith in the now. Faith that is activated now. Faith that is released now. Faith that is used in your now. Is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen? For it is by that faith that elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the things which were, that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Faith. The problem that the devil must deal with are people that have faith. When I think about faith, I thought about tonight, what is the evidence that faith works? You know, does it really work? Does it stand up to its claims of doing the impossible? Seeing money come from unseen sources or from people being raised up, sickness and disease disappearing out of human bodies. Faith. Is it really possible that faith reverses what the devil is doing in someone's life? Do mountains really move? Does rain really come when faith is used? Do storms really stop when they are commanded? Well, the evidence that faith exists and that it really works is all around us. That which we see right now carpet the lights you know the wires the steel the building the roads all of that was created by two things the word of God and faith the word of God and faith so that things that were seen or that are seen right now that are tangible did not come from tangible substances They came from the word of God and faith. And when those two were mixed, what happened was the desire, that which was intended and that which was God's motive, was born. And so as we look at that, we realize that evidence is that which is available In a group of information that is able to show that faith really does exist. So when we look out here, we see the heavens, we see the sun, we see the moon. When we see all of those things, what we do is we have evidence that faith works. Now, I realize that there is the evolutionist that believes that things came out of itself, everything from an amoeba to a monkey to present day. Now, the danger of evolution is that it has believed and set in motion the end of itself. You might say, well, how is that true? Well, they have begun to believe that men can live with men and women can live with women. But the problem is, is that type of thinking leads to a childless society. So there will be no offspring. And so evolution in its reality is... A lie for the simple fact that if you had DNA from a monkey, then that monkey and you would be able to procreate. You can't procreate with a monkey. Just a thought. Hallelujah. So all of us see that what we see is made of God. The evolutionist believes that it happened over millions or billions of years. Now, there is the belief that the world is only 6,000, 7,000 years old. But we have too much evidence to believe that it's that young because we have what we would say is dinosaurs. People say, oh, I I just believe dinosaurs are fake and that they're not real. Well, you can deny evidence, but you have to someday acknowledge that something was here that had form. And so we do understand that there were dinosaurs. They might have lived a million years ago. We don't know. We don't know how long man lived on planet earth before he sinned. We don't know many things. But we do know enough to have faith in God. So don't intrude and don't ask questions about things that you don't understand or that we are forbidden to enter into. So we understand that all the things that you see were made by the word when faith was applied. You know, the Bible tells us that when we apply faith, that the things that we hope for, desire, that we dream of, those things become real. Now, they're not made by the things that we see. They are made or constructed by our faith. And so, we know that when faith is applied, supernatural things, things beyond the understanding, comprehension of man, can take place. Go to get amen. Now, myself, I think it's kind of hard to believe that I came from an amoeba. It's hard for me to think that I've come from a monkey. Not that we don't have animals in our family. We've got them, but they aren't monkeys. And then we understand that the worlds were framed. What does that mean? That means that they were spoken of, something within the boundaries that when it was made, it didn't come out just by chance. It came out by divine design. And so when we think about the things that were framed, then we understand that, you know, we can do those things that are framed. If you do not frame what you want, then you can't complain what you get. Jesus said in Mark, the 11th chapter, have the faith of God. Use your faith like God used his. You're his offspring. It is natural for you and I to live by faith. And when you are framing what you want faith to do, you want to make sure that you are framing it the way you want it. You know, people say, well, you know, I, I, I just want a car. Okay. What kind of car would you like? Well, I, I just want any car. Well, then don't complain when you get any car. Right? And so... Then we see that Jesus said, if you use your faith like God would use his, you would say to this mountain, be thou plucked up and cast into the sea. And if you will believe, hold fast to what you said, that your faith will do, you will have what you say. Now, you could stand there, and not say anything to the mountain, the mountain will not move. You have to frame what you want to happen by your faith. Sometimes we don't do that. And then sometimes we get extreme. And so we have to be careful that we frame the things that we want that are in line with God's will, God said that mountains could be cast into the sea, sycamine trees could be cast into the sea, and he told us to say those things, not to guess, not to wish, but to frame what faith is supposed to do. I think that's one of the things that, when the Bible says, write the vision, write down what your faith has decreed and what you desire for it to do amen don't don't be lazy about it take time plan it out let the holy ghost speak to you direct you first corinthians 2 9 down through 16 let the holy ghost give you a language that will frame what you desire to happen And then we understand that uh, Moses, not Moses, uh, Abraham spoke and he used words, faith, mixed with God's word. So he had the two elements and he received a son born out of hopelessness, but born out of God's promise, his word and faith. And so, is faith real? Yes, faith is real, or you and I could not be born again. And just our life, having expressed the divine changes that take place, must acknowledge that faith works. It can do what man cannot do, and it can do what the dream or the imagination of man cannot do. And so you and I must realize that faith has been given to us to use. And when faith is released, guess what? It sets in motion the process of something being created that is not dependent on this world. That's what the Bible says that God did. So that things that are seen were not made by things that do appear. Oh well but it isn't that time passed away? No. Absolutely not. No. And so we understand that we as believers when we put faith with the promise the process of something being created is set in motion. Remember when God said, light be, light came. Well, when God said to the oceans, let the oceans bring forth a fish. Let the oceans bring forth the fowls of the air. Well, did God fill the whole ocean to the brim with fish? No, I don't think so. Why? Why don't you think that, Pastor? Well, because fish were designed to procreate. And if they were already to the limit, what would happen in the first solar moon that set in motion this desire to breed? Well, then it'd be overflowing, right? Yep, you're right. You know, did when God started the garden, did he plant the whole earth? No. He gave it to Adam and Eve, told them what the fruit trees would do and the trees would do, they would have a seed in their self. And if you plant that seed, then it would produce that which it had come from. But Adam and Eve was in charge in tending the garden. And as man drew, drew away from the garden, they took certain things with them. And they planted the places where they dwelt. And I'm sure that wind was all involved in it, blew seeds, and it did all of that. Birds ate the fruit and, you know, went to the bathroom 50 miles away. And lo and behold, here's an apple tree. Well, we think that God just said, okay, fish, be. No, he set in motion a process. And that miracle process is still going on today. I know that faith, mixed with the word, I know that faith is real because it holds the boundaries of creation where they should be. It doesn't matter what man attempts to do. Man and man will never have children. Well, I heard quit believe on lies. And then we understand that you know that a fish can't breed with a cat. A cat can't breed with a dog. Where do these boundaries come from? They come from the creative nature of God. That when God declared something about creation, there were boundaries that went with it. Could again, get an amen. Yes. So we have to realize that as we see these boundaries, we have to acknowledge there's something bigger and wiser, more powerful than human beings and then I want you to think about this when you use your faith the battle begins the battle begins the Bible says in 1 Timothy the 6th chapter that we fight the fight of faith What? is that, that we believe what God said over all the other other mountains of evidence against God. That's what we do. We believe that God is supreme. We believe that what he said is non-negotiable. We believe that what he said is unchangeable. But when you set faith in motion to begin to create that which God said, then what happens is you enter into a battlefield. One of the battlefields is you. Your senses will tell you that God's not real. Your eyes may never have seen God, but you've seen enough evidence that you should believe. Your senses will tell you you can't smell God, you didn't hear God. You know, all these five senses, when you begin to be dominated by them, simply brings you to the place of being carnal. And carnal means that you are not going to be able to set in motion the laws of God and you will not be able to function in them because of unbelief. And so all of these senses come up. Then you fight time. Time. Time is the biggest place of defeat in a faith adventure. Because you say, well, where, where is it? Where is it? No, no, remember, you have set in motion a purpose, a process. Remember, the whole kingdom of God is as if a man plants a seed into the ground. And every day it grows, every day it changes, it gets a leaf, it gets this, it gets that. But it doesn't happen overnight. And so when people can't control their thoughts about time, they begin to reason against God. Time does not matter. Remember, faith is an act of pleasing God, not just you getting something. Oh, yep, that's right then you have to begin to fight the fight of truth. What is truth? Pilate asked Jesus. What is truth? Is what I see true or is what you're telling me true? You tell me that you are the son of God. Is that true Or are you a rebel waiting to lead an insurrection against the Roman Empire? What is true? Well, your mind will start playing tricks on you. Well, God didn't mean that. Yes, he did. I can read it right there. Yeah, 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 but he didn't mean you. Yes, I I see right here he's not a respected person. You know, we have to fight those battles. You know, faith is not for the faint-hearted nor of the weak-minded. And then you got to fight opinions. Everybody's got one. Everybody is a philosopher and an expert one in their own eyes. I'm not a philosopher. I'm not trying to give an opinion because it doesn't mean much. What I want to do is preach the absolutes of God. I don't want to have an opinion about so-and-so, so-and-so, this or that, that. because my opinions are not going to change God's purpose for my life. And I want God's, Thoughts, not my own. And then, as we do that, we begin to set in motion this process. Abraham. God said, you'll start calling yourself Abraham. A year from now, you shall have a child. The process. Sometimes we as people don't want process We just want what we want. And so we have to fight against those things. The boundaries of all creation, including man, has been created by God. Where does love come from? Not of the sin nature of man. Where does compassion come from? Not from... People separated from God. These are all things that give us evidence that there is a God and that God is supreme to man. So, hallelujah. I'm going to let you ask some questions. Gerald, you help me get that? My, or Eric's got it. And uh, give me some uh, questions that would stump the pope <laughs> uh oh we got one <laughs> uh pastor i i want to know uh i've been told i've got a photographic memory and i built stuff just out of my mind and built good stuff is that is that has to do with faith or is that just something that god give me no, that's just a gift that you have. Uh, when you get done with it, please leave it to me in your will. I'd like to have a, I wish I would have had one. Man, no, I'd have been a crook in school. Wouldn't you like to have a photograph memory? I'd like to have one. Maybe it was the right photographs. <laughs> what do you got, Eric? We got one more over here, Pastor. Just one more man. What you read a while ago about Hebrews 11, I read that this morning. And my my hip and shoulder, right shoulder, right hip are getting better. I'm trying to walk it out. Good. Keep the process going. Just every day say what God said. Every day. About 18 or 20 steps up and down. Keep doing that. That'll keep you young. Uh, Anybody else? Mm -hmm. Man, this is a quiet crowd. Gee, money. Did they have this in the German Baptist days? Nobody would talk. Oh, you weren't allowed to talk. Maybe these are all ex-German Baptists. Yes, John. Actually, I don't have a question, but it's just something that God showed me concerning this here. Isaiah 54, 17, um, I would pray parts of the scriptures, and he had showed me the reason why I didn't die from this was because of, he says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yeah, you were cut pretty bad. Yeah, I was. Uh, and several- he said couple more minutes he said you would have been dead yep if you ever get in a state like that again you call your insurance company make me the beneficiary and then call me okay no (laughs) all right anybody else give me a question on faith I got a million questions about faith we got one pastor oh this might be a hard one now so pastor the question when we
1: see things going on in the world we see governments and people and races and ethnics and uh, division and hatred and so many things that point to end times um nature of the fallen world things like that is there ever a time when praying for these things is almost you consider it a waste of time like it's no, no, no good to apply faith to
0: something that is
1: basically god's will being
0: carried out
1: in his plan
0: well it is god's will luke that these things set the plateau or the stage for a coming antichrist. We're never going to get away with that. We're in the midst of that being set up, but still we use our faith for the simple fact that people need to be saved. People still need to believe, and even though the world is moving towards this divine moment where the Antichrist will enter into the Holy of Holies and declare himself as God, we still need to pray because we can slow things down. We can't stop things. It does have a time, but we can cause things to happen like people getting saved, people hearing the gospel, you know, people getting their needs met. All of these things, life goes on. And so, you know, we want to keep on praying. We want to keep on using our faith. And always remember this, that faith is not just about an answer. Faith is pleasing God. And the Bible said that there were many that died in faith. So did they displease God? No. They died in faith. They pleased God. So that's what we want to do. We want to live by faith. We may not ever understand everything. We may not always get the outcomes that we want. But it's the act of trusting and believing in God. Bringing ourselves to a place that we are pleasing Him and not being ruled by our senses. And that's just what faith does. Okay. All righty. Pastor, we got one here.
1: Hi. Um, every time I hear something about faith, I always hear the sitting in the chair and guarantee it will hold you up. Um, I was wondering, is there ever a time that man had faith without having to see the evidence of it? Because to me, that's what faith is. I have to see it as you talked about. And I have to build my faith up. Was there ever a time where we had faith without seeing?
0: Absolutely. You received Jesus Christ, your personal Savior? Yes, sir. Have you seen heaven? No, sir. You ever tell anybody about it? Probably. Ah. So you live by faith. Yes. Because you are believing in a moment of time that Jesus is going to come back from the church, we're going to go to heaven, and you believe that there are angels there, you believe God's home is there in the northern part of, of uh, heaven. So you believe those things. Yes. So when you say, are there any times that we use our faith and don't see all the time? All the time. You walk by faith, and I'll bet you today... You probably had options to sin. What kept you from doing so? You chose the right way just like Abel chose the right way by faith. And so all the time, you are living by faith and seeing nothing. But you believe. In a worship service, you lift your hands. You see nothing. You may feel something. But you may not. And that is what faith does. So you say, well, I need more faith. Look, your faith has kept the devil at bay. It has made sure that your lust doesn't have its way and and, uh, give birth to sin in your life. It causes you to acknowledge that there is a God You're living a life of obedience. You're living a life of restraint. You're doing all of that by faith. And you may not be seeing anything, but other people see that life of faith. Now, I I would love to see everything that, you know, I'm believing God for. But... I'm not discouraged because I'm not because I know that it's the faith walk that pleases God, not what I see. You know, Joshua and Caleb walked all those 40 years, and they were the only ones that didn't die. But they walked by faith, where the rest of Israel walked by we want to see, we want to feel, we want this, we want that. But they walked as it were, not in a sense of blind faith, but they didn't see the promised land. They didn't cross into the promised land. So, you know, you're doing the very same thing as so many other people did. Even though the disciples walked with Jesus, after he was crucified, they said, oh, man, well, we thought he was the one. So they had to believe without seeing So you're doing the very same thing. And your faith is ordering your thoughts, ordering what you do, what you watch, what you talk, where you go, how you respond. All of that is happening in your life. So you are walking by faith without seeing. All righty. One more. Pastor, Forgot got one here. I'm trying to think how to say it. How can we... Second. Wait, I'm sorry. How can, how can we make the, the determination if we're walking by faith or by earthly desire? Your steps are, or your actions... Are ordered by your faith. It's like a uh, faith. Abraham, uh, you know, he had all these thoughts coming against him in Romans fourth chapter, verse 19 through 21. And he gave praise. He made acclamations of what was going to happen to him, even though he had no confidence in his body. He had no hope in his body, yet he kept saying, God, thank you. You are faithful. You will not fail. You're faithful to a thousand generations. I know, God, that what you said, you watch over. So Abraham was determined or showed forth his faith by what he did, by what he said, and what he resisted. So when you are walking by faith, you say, well, am I walking by faith? Well, if you're always acknowledging that God has done what he said he would do without any evidence, you're walking by faith. You're walking by faith. Faith isn't a feeling. It is a decision. And this is why so many people never indulge in the faith life because they think, well, it's just a figment of your imagination. No, it's not. Absolutely not. It's not a figment of your imagination. Eric, we have seen I don't know f- f- 10,000 blind eyes. It's easy. Yeah. Easy. 10,000 blind eyes. We've seen countless cripples. I, I mean, wagon full of them. We've yes. seen all that. But when I pray, I don't feel anything. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what faith told me to do. I'm going to say, I'm going to take my hand away and you're going to see me. You ready? Yeah. So I take it away. Everything from no eyeballs, to perverted, twisted eyes stuck out here, you know, all of that. Well, how do I know I'm in faith? Because I'm relying on God, and I'm saying, look, I just prayed for you. Now you tell me what God has done. So, look, we we sometimes think that... Uh, Faith is, well, oh man, I, you know, I was walking the other day, man, the presence of the Lord was up on me. And thank God for those moments. But I don't know how many moments that you have a day like that. You've got to have more than I do. Because there's days I just don't have them. And I could say, where's God? Or I could say, thank God, you're right here with me, God. You're with me. You dwell in me. I am the tabernacle of God. I am made by God and the Holy Ghost dwells in me. That's my statement of faith. And so, when you get into those things, you say what God says. You make the choice. And you say, you know what? This is what I believe. And you just keep saying it. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in worshiping God. Those are the things that faith does. Go back and look at how Abraham did it. Look how David did it. You know, and the list goes on. Those are examples for you. So do it. And most of the time, you may think it ain't working. That's okay. Just keep doing what you know to do. Just keep doing what you know to do. I'm telling you, it, it, faith does not fail. Man fails faith. But faith will never fail man. Or we could be lost. It will never fail you. But we live in a society for the last 35 years that has been opposed to faith. You know, they've made, you know, name it and grab it and blab it and name it and claim it. They've said everything. And they've thought that people that live by faith are stupid. No, we've had stupid people try to live by faith, but not everybody's stupid that lives by faith. Yeah, that's a part of faith. You know, mine is, I, I don't, Eric takes care of hundreds of guys that protect us and soldiers and bomb sniffing dog. Eric takes care of all that. I don't care. First time I went to Africa, my sister said, who are you going with? And I said, nobody. I said, they're going to meet me over there. I just went. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Eric would say, don't be stupid next time because that's what I did for years until Eric come along and told me there was a better way of doing it. There could be somebody here to pick you up, Pastor. I said, well, there will be. He said, no, I mean on time. I said, oh, okay. But we, I I don't worry about that stuff. I just uh, clip-clop my way along. And, uh, but we have to, look, I'm, There's times that I get radical. You know, the devil's messing with my mind. I say, that's it. Bring every blind person in this place up. Put them all over there. Put all the deaf and dumb over here. And then I just go at it. Well, what if they don't get it? I pray for the next one. But believe me, they get it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I just think that you know, we think that faith is hard. Faith isn't hard. Faith is taking what God said, put it in your mouth, and act accordingly. That's as simple as it gets. I've never seen angels, but I know, oh well, the angels have protected me this whole 84 years. I wouldn't be here if they hadn't. Yeah, absolutely. I believe in angels. Amen. So, uh, but look, you're probably living more by faith than you are by the senses. It's just we have, not been, we have not been kind to the faith message. Everybody is opposed to it. And I know it, it's had some bad stuff done. But let me tell you something. I've lived by faith for over 40 years. And I've seen, I don't know, I don't know what I haven't seen. But, buddy, I've seen a lot of stuff. I I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff. And uh, God had been good to us and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But so we're just going to live by faith. Amen? What if you live by faith and don't get it? Well, (laughs) better off than not living by faith and... Still not getting it. Yes, ma'am?
1: I got a couple things. Do you notice there's less faith in the United States compared to where you travel to? Or is it just different?
0: The United States is a byproduct of the people, the body of Christ, the church itself. They never withstood, if you would go to a, like Pakistan or something like there, Christians are persecuted. But it's hard for people to take Christianity into Pakistan because they serve one God. America doesn't serve one God. America serves plurality. You know, come to America and bring all of your perversions, and all of your gods and come and be a part of us. Well, then that erodes the society that we built by having faith in God. And now we have a generation that has never even been taken to Sunday school. And the only way that they are going to be recaptured is by an end-time revival. That end-time revival will be a supernatural revival. It will not just be Christianity. Christianity, in its best, is great. But in the church state now, it's pretty boring, pretty polluted. It's pretty immoral. It's pretty impassionate. It's pretty lazy. Because it's all about individuals. And until we get beyond that, We're just going to be us.
1: Sorry. So we've forgotten that each one of us is a part of the whole, of the body of Christ.
0: Yes, absolutely. We're all a part.
1: And the different denominations took this part and says, oh, that's the most important part. And this denomination kind of did the same. And now we're all separate.
0: I don't think that denominations are a problem. I think the heart of people is the problem. Listen, there there is so much, and I say this only to make the point, there is so much division in the typical church in America that the devil doesn't have to show up to destroy it because everybody inside its walls are doing a pretty good job. People have lost the focus of making sure they love their neighbor as their self. They have no concept of what love is. They have no concept of how it talks. They have no concept of staying pure in verbiage or anything else. We don't live by faith. We live by our paychecks. And this is what will destroy the church. The devil doesn't have power to destroy the church. The church is self-destructive. Now, I, I, you probably don't want to hear that, but it, it is, it's the truth.
1: Truth needs to be spoken. S- hmm? Truth needs to be spoken. So how do we get back to where the Lord needs us to be? Is Prayer
0: and study. People have got to realize eternal life is the most sought after treasure and goal. ...of any man. If you miss it, you miss it. And no cries from hell is going to get you out. So we as Christians... You know, you asked me this. I, I wouldn't have told you. But I'm just telling you... ...Christians have got to get their eyeballs... ...off of everything else. Now, I don't care what Ron does. Now, if I see him in sin... I'm going to say, Ron, what are you doing? But if he says, oh, I'm just going to go on, i say, okay, bud, let me tell you something. I'm I'm not going on with you. Now, Ron and I have known each other for years. He fasts with me, prays with me. He, He does all that. But he is not going to step in between me and Jesus Christ as Lord of my life. Not going to do it. Nobody is going to do that. But we as a church have got to get to the point that we start living Christianity. I mean living it. Giving, serving, sacrificing, we don't do that.
1: So what you're trying to say is we cannot divert from the right or the left. We have to go forward as the Lord has called us to do and seek him personally to end up, find what part we play in that church.
0: Yes, we have to find our purpose in every assembly that we are part of. And that is everybody's individual responsibility. And if you don't find it, then you just be miserable. Uh, But when you find your purpose, then you're fruitful. And so we need to do that, and we need to get involved in loving people. In just loving people. I mean, if you don't love your brother, you're a murderer. And no murderer is going to go to heaven. So I don't know. It doesn't matter how much you preach it. People can only change if they want to change. And when I look out across America, America is not the church that Jesus died for. And you go to another church, you know, you go to another country, people getting killed, people dying, they're, they're doing everything. But, Then when you come back to America, America has just lost her passion for God. And there's nothing, nothing, no preacher, no great orator is going to be able to change that. It only takes God. And if you don't have it, I would encourage you to seek God every living moment you have until he comes and you are changed. Well, that's a bunch of bad news, ain't it? But still, it's the best thing God's got going.
1: Sometimes you have to look at the negative of it to find the positive in it. And the many things that you have said the underlying of all is love.
0: Oh, yeah. We have to love people as ourselves.
1: And if we can get back to that, we are a good portion there if we can just get there. Yeah,
0: if we just get there and do it. Just do it.
1: I have a story of faith I want to kind of give you. Um, my daughter ended up went to Ireland for school last year. She had saved her money and waited six years to go helping her grandparents and everything else. And she had nice housing and everything else. Everything this year to get back there was like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. She had enough to get over there, and she has went by faith. Talked to same people. Someone ended up promised her that she, you know, that he would, you know, that they would help. It all kept closing down, but she still went to Ireland and is there. She's in a motel for three days and waiting on the Lord on what is going to happen next. She's talked to the carriage driver that she talked to the year before, you know, and and different people, just to end up being able to get the housing over there. But she has totally went by faith and, and is planning on going ahead and having her studies. People that knew her from the year before are like, you're crazy. Why would you do this? And she says, because I'm supposed to be here.
0: Well, that's, that's what I'd do. I'd go. <laughs> so, yeah. praise God. Uh, I hope you've just been challenged by faith. Look, I'm telling you, faith never fails. And I'm living proof that it works. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Well, stand to your feet. Let me bless you. Hallelujah. Thank God for all of your prayers that uh, I am way on the mend after three and a half months. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God, stir us. Give us new passion. God, awaken us that, God, we would begin to live for the righteous cause. God, let us put value on that which is eternal. God, stir us to love one another. God, we thank you that you are with us. There's nothing impossible to us, and there's nothing impossible that you can't change. God, let change begin. Let it begin with me. And then God, let us be transformed into the image of one Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you. See you Sunday morning.